0: Previously, on the J and Dan podcast,
1: mm-hmm. Weather Channel said, the weather will be warmer then slowly get colder as we approach winter. Thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And I said skatoon to them. They were all native Saskatoonians. They had never heard skatoon before and were really into it. Mm-hmm.
1: So for the rest of the weekend did he walk into bars,
2: hey! I'm O'Toole. <laughs> Give me some <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. When you walked into the James in Saskatoon on uh, Friday, oh. you walked in, give me some. Mm-hmm. And I, it wasn't <laughs> anything big, literally. It was just a normal bowel movement. Mm-hmm. You know, when you flush and it's like, oh God, it's not going down. And then I always flush again. Mm-hmm. Like my parents get to log on and say, oh, here's Mike having dinner. Or, here's yeah. Mike at the bank. Or here's Mike at the bar. Like, things... Mike at Chez Raise mm-hmm. Razor <laughs> yeah. Raise <Razor>. My back. <laughs> You're in my back.
1: <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast, presented by our good friends at Coors Light. Oh, that'd be fun. Why can't we? Aww. Oh, come on.
0: That's
1: that's. I just went to adjust my glasses, and I don't wear glasses. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I
2: just went to put in my catheter, and I don't need one.
1: <laughs> so things are off to a great start. Hey, it's the week of September 24th. Um, it's feeling like autumn out there. I don't know where you are in this great country of ours, but I'm sure it's the same wherever you are, because that's how I just picture all the weather to be the same.
2: Right, and uh, you're incorrect. I got a text from our uh, buddy Reed out in Edmonton. His entire backyard is covered in snow. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Snow
1: falling in Canada? <laughs> but I do love a nice crisp sunny like fifteen degree fifteen degree uh, fall day.
2: Oh I agree. I but that's that's what you're not getting at Edmonton. You're going it's like <laughs> summer and then boom winter.
1: Oh, this was a nice summer. Boom, snow. Hey, you sent me a text over the weekend. You said, make sure you bring in the Vegas Pool Water Lab Report. Yeah. I brought it in. Okay, let's hear it. I finally called the lab today because I've... Tubesy got this sample. By the way, it's been one year since Tubesy had his surgery. And everything's... He's pretty much recovered, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, down there, he's recovered. Can't speak for
1: the rest So of he me. got the sample for me in May. Okay. And I dropped it off in, I believe, July. We move quickly around here on the Jay and Dan podcast. By the way,
2: our guest today is Robert Lucetich, our friend uh, from Los Angeles, golf analyst, written books about Tiger Woods. He's going to talk about Tiger's big victory on
1: Sunday. So, Tubesy, friend of the podcast, he went to an EDM festival in Vegas. There was a massive pool party. We said, bring us back that water. We want to see what the hell's in it. Um, so I dropped it off at a, a lab in the, uh, the Durham region in Ontario, and um, these guys... Just test like drinking water all day so i think this made their day basically is what you're saying i think i made their day because they're like what's this they're like well it's in an evian bottle i'm like yeah they're like well we need like a sterile container uh there needs to be a chain of uh of um of uh what would be chain of events that you have to follow to drop the sample i'm like well it's from a vegas pool I, I didn't follow any of those. They're like, we'll do our best. So they sent me the results. Uh, they make no sense to me. So I called the lab today, and I gave them the, uh, the lab ID number. <laughs> and the woman answered. She goes, ah, the Vegas pool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the talk of the, uh, the office, I bet, for a couple of weeks there.
1: Okay, so it came back uh, pretty pretty clear, actually. It came back with traces of some type of bacteria. Hmm. So it, Where is the banana hot and semen. It's just, it was generally present, the bacteria, but they said it's been sitting so long that they couldn't get a positive read on anything, and they said if there was only this much bacteria in drinking water, that you could drink it.
2: So, oh, so that means the next time you're at a Vegas pool party and you're feeling a little, a little parched, just take a swig of what you're swimming in and you'll feel better in seconds.
1: But I was baffled. Yes, feel, you know, not so fresh.
2: Because there was stuff floating in it. In the Evian bottle sample, there was stuff floating in it. Yes. What kind of things? Like cigarettes, condoms, needles?
1: No, just like small particles. You could see them. Anyway, poker so, chips. So that was extremely underwhelming. That uh, Vegas. Program. Wow, that we <laughs> waited all
2: that time. But the guy didn't the guy when you initially dropped it off say that. He pretty much said it would have nothing in it because they yeah. put so much chlorine, and probably especially down there. Like, your yeah. skin is probably just on the verge of, of bubbling.
1: They said if there's any chlorine, which there will be a ton in a Vegas pool, everything, it kills everything. All public pools, right? Mm-hmm. Think of all the kids waiting
2: around in your local public pool, just pissing everywhere, right? But not just even that. pissing and pissing and pissing.
1: Think about dead of the summer people getting in covered in sweat
2: yes sun tan lotion like they
1: probably haven't wiped their ass well
2: right exactly many many of them probably go take a and then are like yes. you know what i would wipe but i'm just but, going to the pool but i'm going to shower tender. after the pool i'll shower after the pool the pool will clean out a lot of the th- the griblies in my bum <laughs> So forget it. I'm going into that pool. Well, that's what you're swimming in, and yet, oh my golly, Jesus! And yet, the chlorine will still, still attack it and destroy
1: it. Speaking of Gribbley, that's the new Flyers mascot.
2: That's right. His name is Gribbly. <laughs> and that's because he is full of them.
1: You uh, know, his name's Grit Gribbles, Gritty? Gritty, Gritty, and I, I want to know. <laughs> okay, I want to be a fly in the wall. I'm the people ga- that approve this.
2: I'm just going to say this, Dan.
1: Someone in my life
2: I'm not gonna say who My wife My wife She says uh, Looks like a homeless man (laughs) Like they based the mascot On a homeless guy outside the spectrum Yeah My name's Ken, they know who I am If Yuppie had a homeless brother Right, who'd grown out all of his fur And who's tweaked out Yeah, big time tweaked out Total meth head uh, wandering the streets of Philly, uh, giving <laughs> jobs to other mascots for $15, $16. Daddy needs his rimmer. <laughs> That's what Gribbley looks like.
1: And he introduced himself to the crowd tonight at the Flyers game, and he did it by firing the shirt cannon at Flyers employees. So he's gritty.
2: Oh, yeah. So so Gribbley is 1,000% out for blood. <laughs> <laughs> because as we know, Philadelphia has the greatest mascot in sports, the Philly Fanatic. So, I guess they just thought we can't top the fanatic. So, let's go with the exact opposite. What if the fanatic had a ne'er-do-well homeless brother who showed up and the fanatic was like, All right, I'll get it. I guess I can try to get you a job. <laughs> uh, Sixers aren't going to take you. Obviously, I'm with the Phillies. Uh, no f-ing chance. The Eagles take you. But no one really cares about the Flyers. So, I think you might get a chance there.
1: Now, just to hunch your but maybe this is brilliance on the part of the Flyers? I kind of think it is. Because
2: every, they know everyone was going to talk That's about right. It. That's right. And don't you think everything that gets announced on social media now, I think that. I think the initial reaction, whenever reaction's is so over the top like with outrage, like with Gribbley's announcement today. <laughs> or last year, remember the Edmonton Oilers had that terrifying like bobcat mascot or whatever his name was. It was like a meerkat or just like some sort of... He was like a cat, like a homeless cat. And everyone was like, what the f***? Like, he's terrifying. (laughs) He's going to terrify everybody. Um, Maybe just go with an oil drop and call him Droplet or something like that. Uh, Dropsies? Dropsy. But they, but they go with this terrifying cat, and yet we talked about it for a long time
1: afterwards. So I think you might be on to something. And there. you being a father, you know the importance of mascots. That's all kids want to see. They want to do the wave, they want to eat food, and they want to see the mascot. We went to, the, uh, to uh, Isabel's first Blue Jays game, and
2: all she cared about was seeing Ace. That's all she cared about. I was going to say BJ, but it's Ace now. That's all she cared about the whole time. And when he showed up, she was so happy, and that's all she talks about now. Actually, she called him the penguin. <laughs> when can I see the penguin? It's not a, it's not a, it's not a penguin. It's a blue jay. I want to see that penguin. Get that penguin up here, she
1: said. Um, so, yeah, way to go, Flyers. Good job. And way to go, um, who sent the video to us, the, the Pats? Okay, this is amazing.
2: The Regina Pats, uh, Jake Lasician, i hope I'm saying that right. Their uh, their captain started a video that is so f- funny and so perfect. He he introduces: Yes, the Pats are selling Experience Regina T-shirts. stuff. Can we hit the music? I love that they're embracing this, and I think this will be a huge, huge seller for them. And of course, as we always do, we ask for free. T- all the time. And on the television program yesterday you you asked them to send us some Experienced Vagina t shirts. And today on the Twitter, they sent a picture of them packing up one t shirt.
1: And sending it to the address
2: that you told them to. Yeah. Which was Downtown Scarborough across from the mall. <laughs> which is pretty right, Stuff? That's pretty much where we are. Downtown Scarborough. A postal code, maybe? Yeah, I forgot. I don't even know. Every time someone says, can I send you this or that at Scarborough, I'm like... Google it. Yeah, I I Google it. I'm like, all right. Nine channel, nine court. I know that. I know that part. Scarborough. I know we're in Scarborough. Why don't we all just move to Scarborough? Like,
1: get our commute down to like five minutes. We've got a big lot in the back here. Yeah. Why don't they build a condo, an employee condo? That's an awesome idea. Have it. Well, there
2: is a daycare on the lot. At the, there's a, Weirdly enough, there's there is. A, well, there's a church, right? When, oh, that's not our daycare, though. No, no, but but like lots of TSN um, employees have sent their kids. To really? Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like it, it may sound strange, but when you drive into TSN, there is a church uh, in the driveway. Uh, I don't know what uh, uh, denomination is that. What the right word? That's I don't know which one it is, but they, all I know is all are welcome. Oh, Staff has the postal code. Staff, what is it? It is M154B5. Bravo 5 If you want to send us uh, shirts, hats, <laughs> drugs, uh, cases of ice cold Coors Light. Thank you, Coors Light, for sponsoring the podcast. And uh, if you want to send us daycare vouchers for the church here on, this, on the TSN lot.
1: But if... TSN builds an employee apartment building. Yeah. And then
2: uh, all the f-ing that's going to go on in there. That's the
1: thing. You have your own reality show.
2: Oh man, that would be bonkers. Who bangs first?
1: So you have cameras throughout the halls in all the condos. Boom. Yeah. It pays for itself.
2: Yeah, it actually does. That's a great idea. People would watch it. Um who do you think would actually move in? Cuz like some people, you know, like like say Hedger, she wouldn't move in. She's married. She's got a kid. She would she wouldn't participate, but say,
1: I mean, you... you I'd stay move a move few in. nights. Yeah, you could move in. When my girls are at their mom's, I'd yeah, I'd stay over. I'll move the family in. If it's rent-free. Absolutely.
2: We'll take a deal any day of the week. Uh, Mudrick, he'll move in. Yeah. Um, who else? Nabil? He'll move his family in Stoff, will. Staff, would you move into the TSN condo? Oh, rent free rent sounds tempting. Yeah. So yeah. It's big time.
1: Everyone tempting. from the LA version of the podcast definitely would move in because I believe they're all homeless now.
2: Yeah. Well, we gotta check in on we keep forgetting, we gotta Mike check Bottecello. in on Mike Botticello because uh, the head pro at the Willows in Saskatoon was was worried about him. <laughs> so uh weirdly enough, he is doing exceptionally well. That's not that weird though, because he like Kramer, he falls ass backwards into money and work.
1: Yep. Um, I wanted to give a, can I give a shout out?
2: Yeah. And as you're doing that, wanted to mention, did I mention last week about the, I probably did. Sorry, everybody. The Carl's Jr. thing.
1: Um, How someone got, no, I don't think we've given the update. We said they were all closed down, but there are some still open. A bunch of people texted me and direct Mm -hmm. messaged me and said,
2: um, Edmonton has one. I think Vancouver has a couple. So yeah, we were, we were wrong on that one. So apologies to Carl's Jr. They're, they're fighting the good fight
1: out there. They're still making it happen. At least they're trying to. Uh, You know who's making it happen? A restaurant you recommended to me the other night, and I just wanted to say hi to them because they are such fans of the podcast and such fans of the show, and they treated uh, me and my friend like gold. Kazamoto. So, uh, Kazamoto, part-owned by
2: Phil Kessel.
1: What? Yes! They didn't tell me that! Yes! Phil's got money in that restaurant. That place is like 50,000 square
2: feet. Yes, Phil's got some of his penguins' money in there. Uh, Apparently in the summer, he's there like every day. Oh, Holding court, unreal. crushing dynamite rolls right before a brisk workout.
1: And then went to um, our other buddy, uh, Patrick, uh, the chef at uh, oh, Allo. They have a bar, bar in Yorkville. Went there, saw him. Yeah, you had a wild weekend in the city. Yeah, to get out of Orno, you know, you just have to blow off some steam.
2: I love it. So you went down, you went to Aloe Bar, that was fun. You went to Casamodo. I know uh, lots of people here at TSN love that restaurant, Casamodo. It's sushi, by the way.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, Best um, tempura I've ever had. Best tempura shrimp I've ever had in they, my life.
2: They treat, Now, did, they, did you do the thing where you just said, just bring food out, like I don't care what you're bringing?
1: Or did you yep. order specific things? Uh, both. Both. They were bringing stuff, I was ordering stuff, and we, yeah, it was a great time. Wow, that's going to be your regular haunt now. You, Phil,
2: Kate Burness. <laughs> I, just the three of second. you, every night.
1: And also went to the, the Four Seasons lobby, just because, okay, people are like, oh, you're hanging out there. I like going just to look at the people there.
2: And so the four, the bar at the Four Seasons <laughs> in Toronto, in case people don't know, it's called the D-Bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's called... The D
1: because the main chef's name's Daniel. That's right,
2: that's right. But I don't, I don't (laughs) think they thought that through. Or again, going back to the Gribbley thing and the Edmonton Oilers mascot. Maybe they were like, you know, this name is so ridiculous, no one will forget it. Yeah. So D bar. The amount
1: of wealth sitting in that place.
2: Yeah. The amount of people buying their clothes off a mannequin in that place. At like a. At a very high Louis Vuitton store. Yeah, just going in and saying, "I'll take all that." And I'm going over to the D bar and I outfit. <laughs> Deliver it to the D bar. Send it to the D bar in my name. <laughs> now, you, uh, and I got the okay to ask you about this. You also went with your friend. Yeah. To uh, one of my former favorite establishments in the city. I, I can't really go there anymore.
1: I had to go because you always discuss it, and we were walking by it, and she's like, uh, yeah, let's, let's head on in. Let's check it out. And the,
2: what we're talking about, of course, is the Brass Rail. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, that's fine. And so, this is your first time at the Brass Rail, world-famous strip club yes. on Young Street, just south of Bloor, and uh, your thoughts overall? Went to
1: the main section. Um, so, I the w- main floor. I was terrified. Because it was so packed. It was like stadium seating of men just yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> and I was like uh, I was
2: scared and I left but lots of ladies walking around looking for dances correct I, I mean,
1: didn't I didn't even make didn't it to a seat I just ran like,
2: you got, you got and then got
1: I was like walking out and the guy's like well, why don't you try upstairs I'm like yeah. well, what's up there yeah that's
2: what I told you so you have to go to the upper press now you didn't see in the main floor the, uh, the older dudes tending bar Looking like they were from an old timey saloon, like <laughs> I think
1: that's so, how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like th- those guys have. One of them gave me change because I needed change. I was thought I was have to tip the guy when he sat me down, but I didn't even make it to my seat, so I didn't need that money. Give me here's a quarter. He gave me fifty dollars uh, worth of fives. <laughs> Jesus, well that's all right because
2: uh, I think they saw a uh, washroom attendants there. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I think they do. I, they have, like, all these colognes and stuff. I got a mint. Nice. But, yeah, I always, whenever you go in there and you're like, oh, I don't have any change. But I
1: think the main reason for them is to make sure people aren't doing copious amounts of drugs. Anymore. Probably, yeah, that's
2: part of it, for
1: sure. I think that's why. Yeah.
2: But also so you can have your selection of at least 50 colognes. Dracar Noir. There's so many old, like, <laughs> Shoppers Drug Mart colognes they're they have got bathrooms. some brute, I believe, aftershave. Yeah, that smells like a man. Yeah. Now, so you go upstairs. So this is the upper brass, as mm-hmm. they call it. You got to pay a cover charge to get in there. Twenty bucks ahead. Yeah, keeps the riff raff away. And then you go
1: in, and <laughs> 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 there was a l- uh. <laughs> on some of the entertainers. There was a lot of disinterest. <laughs>
2: oh, on stage or yeah. otherwise, yeah. But you see, they don't get paid on stage. Right, okay. They only get paid for the lap dances, so I think some of them don't even bother going.
1: But again, I just go to people, I'm not like staring at people watching, but I'm like watching this one guy front row, he's wearing like a Tom Brady jersey or something, oh my God. and a, a girl is sitting next to him for like hours, so I asked my friend, I'm like... She must be getting paid to sit there. She's like probably not until I mean, he gets a dent. That's a she's vested a lot of time in that guy.
2: Yeah, the only explanation there would be that he's a regular, maybe, and that he's already given her a ton of money in the past, and she's just.
1: And he's convinced, like, okay, she's into me.
2: Yeah. Oh, big time. A lot of guys who go there, are convinced of that.
1: And then, uh, so we were sitting on these couches, and then all the, it's a big couples spot, right? So all these couples came, said they like anyone sitting here. I'm like, no, have your. Have your way with it
2: next thing you know it 's game night <laughs> at the
1: rail, but the most confusing part to me was um, one of the people in the uh, the couples group um she had a like a cane right she was blind she was visually impaired right, but she was there she was having the most fun out of the whole group well,
2: you know their sense of smell is heightened, and there 's nothing like the smell of the rail. <laughs>
1: So yeah, they uh I think they were there for a birthday party or something. So uh anyway. <laughs> it was a kids party. <laughs> yeah. So I went there for uh like an hour or so and then took off. And, was, and then hit the McDonald's right down the street from yeah, there. No, that McDonald's. Um, that is if head office well
2: loved McDonald's, <laughs> if head
1: office McDonald's went in there, that place would be shut down. <laughs> no instantly. way.
2: That's got to be their highest revenue grossing McDonald's There's by like far. There was like
1: a dog sitting in there. Oh, there was yeah. someone sleeping. I don't believe the floors had been cleaned within the last two months.
2: Yeah, and that is that a twenty four hours one? It might be. I believe. So. That's a hard working <laughs> McDonald's.
1: We were there waiting in line, and my friend she goes like. They should stop taking orders. There was like 87 people waiting for food. They just kept taking orders. They're like, hey, there are no orders coming out. Who,
2: Who's working at that McDonald's at that time of night? Oh, man. That's and I felt bad one. for the guy because they,
1: they had a big sign up. Their, uh, their drink machine wasn't working. And everyone coming up, yeah, I'll get a drink. It's not working.
2: So I'm a, waiting I, for the maintenance guy to show up, and at I'll go. I went two a.m. on a I'm Sunday. So morning.
1: sorry, have to deal with these people. I'll have a burger and a milkshake <laughs> and a fry.
2: <laughs> Thank you, and some chicken McNuggets, and, and can I get beer? a drink? <laughs> can I get a couple of drinks? Is that all oh right? Damn it! Sorry. Well, it yeah. sounds like a pretty fun night, though. Yeah. think you could see yourself uh, meandering back there sometime? No, nah, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a strip drinker. Yeah, not, not your thing. No, nah. I can't go there anymore. <laughs> you aren't missing much. No, you're really not. I mean, it is fun to go with a group of people, though. Yes, it's an entertaining little uh, night out. But yeah, yeah, those days are behind me now. Now I just like to sit in my basement and think about all the things I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, should we give our uh, Okay,
2: a this is exciting. So, uh, Robert, we've had him on the podcast on the Fox... Uh, the he's J&ad been live 2. on the podcast 0. even, I think. Yeah, he came in his studio, I think, and he was with us in Sochi, and that's really where we got to know him well, and we all gained 50 or 60 pounds each. Mm-hmm. He
1: wrote a book on Tiger. He's literally written
2: he's, a book on Tiger Woods. He's written a book on Tiger, and so he's uh, wanted to get him on to talk about this big win at the Tour Championship pretty exciting uh, to have Tiger back. At first, I was sort of like everyone else, like, ah, just go away. And then yesterday, you're watching, you're like, yeah, man, this is
1: awesome. Yeah, I want to get to, because he, he was there for Tiger when he was at his greatest. Yeah. He was there for when Tiger was at his worst, and now he's, so I want to see the change in person that he has seen, personally.
2: And, he, like, uh, Bob Weeks is on our uh, television program, uh, Sports Center with Jay and Dan, and, yesterday, and he noted that Tiger, he thinks, Bob does, that Tiger's become a bit more of a softie in the last year and a half. I mean, four back surgeries and a lot of self-doubt and a few Waffle House waitresses will do that to you.
1: Robert, um, have you ever seen Tiger near tears? That's the first I've ever seen it.
2: I can't believe that I'm already on your show. You're here, buddy. <laughs> You're here. Hey, we miss you, man. How are you, Robert Lucetich?
3: Let me tell you something. This place is not the same without you. Yeah, We need to get the band back together
2: again. I agree. Yes, I, I agree. Wouldn't that be fun? You, me, Schrager. Schrager was great. Craig. Schrager. was great because <laughs> someone sent, uh, sent him a tweet over the last week, like, we'd love to get hear you back on the JN podcast. He said, anytime, just waiting for my invite. So I instantly text him and say, hey, well, we'll get you on uh, right away. Didn't hear back from him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sure. <laughs> You're going to have to get a hold of his agent. I think. Oh uh,
2: yeah, he's got a lot on his to. plate. We might We We.
3: There may need to be some negotiations.
2: Yeah. No, he, uh, I don't in, know. If the in green his,
3: room, in it, this uh, in this podcast. Oh yeah. Is, uh,
2: maybe a robe.
3: Room temperature every hour,
2: Yeah. Or it, it, maybe, a, maybe a, a an experienced Regina T-shirt or two. Yeah, we have to <laughs> h- hook him up. But yeah, no. He in his defense, he gets up like at like two a.m. for that Good Morning Football, and so.
1: he's on oh, the road man. every weekend during the NFL season. So I know.
3: I know the guy. I live, and uh, I'm just it's just madness. I can't even can't even imagine living that life. But uh, he loves it, so you've got to you know tip your hat, and if you love it, you you, you get up and you do it. That's uh, right.
2: Wait, is there is there a siren in the background? There, are they coming for you? You is know, what? this
3: ch- is Los Angeles, boys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you in the valley right now, are you at home in the valley? I-
3: I'm at home in the valley, and they even have ambulances in the valley, so uh, it, it wasn't a police car, because this area is quite sort of calm, but uh, yeah, no, but there is uh, indeed a hospital not far away, so,
2: oh, yeah. so some... we'll,
3: you know what, we'll all say a little prayer for that ambulance and whoever's good, in it. Good idea.
2: My guess is it's Kanye, and uh, <laughs> and they, they're going to get him in Hidden Hills.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Trying to rescue him from uh, falling into a Kardashian uh, <clears throat> chasm. You That's do. Right. Uh, you
1: do have famous neighbors, though, right? You see guys, people walking around all the time around you.
3: Yeah, I don't know about all the time, but uh, <laughs> if you, you, you know, you, you guys lived here, you know what it's like. You just wander around. Well, the first maybe week that I was in Los Angeles, I was going to a bank, and back back then they had. Do you remember those things uh, like? Uh, Traveler's checks, which don't yes. exist, I don't think, anymore. Yeah. And I had some traveler's checks, and I wanted to cash them, so I I was going to walk into a bank, and who walked out of the bank? Don Johnson. I love so, it. I'm like, That's the guy from Miami Vice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, you know, L.A. Has, uh, has that, but after a while, you just sort of go... Um, You know, I mean, once you get to. I saw Lisa Rinna in the line the other day, and I'm thinking, just hurry up. (laughs) uh,
2: How's she looking, Lisa Rinna?
3: She's looking cut. (laughs) cut.
2: Who's who's Lisa Rinna? (laughs) She's Harry Hamlin's wife, right?
3: Yeah. In fact, Harry Hamlin was buying some sort of, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, chewing tobacco. You know, the uh, tobacco Uh you. uh, I mean, the chewing gum that you. Not chewing tobacco.
2: Oh, like Nicorette?
3: Nicorette. He was buying some nicorette. Lisa Rinna.
1: Uh, oh yeah, she's from uh, like Melrose Place, wasn't she? Yes, yes, she was.
3: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. Anything that's uh, anything that's uh, you know who would know her is Binksy. Yeah,
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, Binksy for sure. Robert, have <laughs> you been following the summer of Binksy? Uh,
3: uh I love the summer of Binksy. Uh, I Julie, Julie just Stewart. Love, Binksy. I mean, I just how can you not love Binksy? I mean, yeah, she's great. Regina's on.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, Toronto's own through Regina no, and through, then,
3: through via via Regina.
2: That's right. That's right. We all
3: come via Regina. They,
2: at some point in your life, you will come via Regina and you will experience it. And exactly. so, so you, um, I, I was. Were you at the tour championship, Robert, or, or were you? I was not.
3: I okay. Was, uh, I was not, but uh, but watching uh, very closely on television. So much so that I. Cancelled my own tea time
0: oh, in order
3: to in order to watch because I was so intrigued by uh, the big cat and uh, whether he could get over this hump, which was a hump that you know many of us didn't think he'd ever get over again.
1: Now you, I, I mentioned before you came on, you've seen him at his best, at his worst, and now you see him now. Where do you compare this? Is this a tiger that you've never seen before?
3: Yeah, I think so because he's he's He 's sort of a recovering tiger and and I think that uh, you know he 's going in directions that are sort of vaguely back to where he was once, when he was great but but also but he 's different so it's it's not the same tiger i mean I think um, you know in a lot of ways, when his father died. Things changed for him. Suddenly this obsession with being a Navy SEAL. All of these things that I think that, that you know, all of us as sons, when you lose your father, there's something that you, that you lose beyond just, you know, his physical body. There's, there's, a, there's a bond that gets broken. And I think Tiger sort of lost his way a little bit. And, you know, the interesting thing is I think now his kids are at an age where they can appreciate what he is and, and they've only ever known him from YouTube videos, like, you know, anyone that's under the age of 12 or 15 or whatever. So, they don't know, they just heard of what he is. And I think now he's got something or someone to sort of play for, and, and, uh, uh which, which he did with his, with his dad, and his mother, of course, too. But, so I think it, I think it's sort of a tiger, you know, well, I don't know what edition we're up to, but it's it's you know 4.0 probably by now, but but it's a different tiger, and I think he to me struck me as a guy that took what he used to have, because if you noticed yesterday, one of the things that I really noticed, he was not, you know, hucking it sort of yucking it up with uh, with Rory. He wasn't he wasn't engaging the fans. He was very much the tiger i remember when he was at his peak very focused almost you know hypnotized uh and and by the way that's i'm not even exaggerating he he by the time he was 14 he knew how to hypnotize himself and to get himself in the zone and and this was you know his father was a military man a green beret had a naval uh intelligence officer it was a psychologist a friend of his You know, teach Tiger. uh, You know, breathing techniques. Uh, It's amazing what the the, what Earl Woods did. But these are sort of the old Tiger things, and the scandal changed everything because, you know, he pretty much was so embarrassed and humiliated. You couldn't act like you were that cool anymore, and he certainly didn't. And uh, but I think that he's 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 sort of gotten to a place where he's where he's at peace with all of the. The, the nonsense that that he did that got him into the mess but the,
1: that he, but that got was almost into. but that was almost all derailed when he uh, got pulled over what a year just over a year ago like i yeah, thought yeah. i thought okay and, this but is... i think
3: that, that i think the road to yesterday's victory began in the in that car that night when he's just absolutely loaded on pills and decides that it would be a good idea to go for a drive i mean you know, if you look at the transcript, he told the cops he thought he was in Los Angeles. I mean, he was in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, and he was going somewhere in, to his house in Los Angeles. So, I mean, clearly the guy was just, you know, uh, out of his mind. But I think that was a cry for help. I think that was rock bottom. And I think that over the next few days, when he saw his mugshot all over the world and he saw that police video, which, frankly... You know, that, whatever you think about Tiger, that was a very sad video to watch this guy that had been so great uh, and dominate a sport at the, at the levels he did. And you, you see that video, I mean, it was just sad. I mean, he, he couldn't barely put two, his one foot in front of the other uh, and follow instructions. But I think that that made him, certainly, the, the, the immediate, you know, sort of upside was that he had to go to rehab. And he had to deal with these issues and and frankly, a lot of people in this in the society we live in now um, are just abusing pain medicine pain meds you know uh, and uh, and and other meds it's it's so easy to get them and so that was that was a huge leap forward and then you know obviously he he had had three back surgeries, none of them worked, and the last one was a bit of a Hail Mary, and it was a spinal fusion and the doctors basically said to him, "Look, if this works, it works if it doesn't you know you'll never play golf again and uh, it happened to work so from that place where he was in a sense spiritually cleansed as well as physically healed, um, he was able to to get to where he got to yesterday
2: it, do you see one of the things that I really noticed too yesterday, Robert was when <laughs> When he started, he had the the bogeys, and then he flew the ball over the green, and he's trying to chip it back on the green. I think it was 17, and the one, you know, someone with a camera takes a couple of shots, and he kind of... He didn't lose it on him, but it was a little return to the old snarly tiger with the crowds where... He gets a little upset when someone takes a few too many pictures or this or that. And I thought, well, that's actually, that seems like that's good. Like, this seems like this is where he needs to be to win. Kind of ornery, as you said, maybe shutting out the guy he's playing with and just yeah, focusing yeah. on his game.
3: Yeah, and, and listen, I mean, he, he, on, as they were coming down the, the, the 18th, you know, he and Rory shared a little joke. But I've noticed this about Tiger over the years. He always likes the guys that he beats. <laughs> so, so of course, of yeah. course, he's going to yuck it up on that last song because he, you know, beat the crap out of him. But but part of it also is that uh, you know Tiger used to have a little expression, and he said, you know, you can't be great without a bit of prick juice. And you know, he certainly had the prick juice, and he knew he had it, and he didn't mind, you know, spilling it onto others. And uh, and I think that what we saw was in that instance was, was, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the idea, and I get, you know, Weeksy I think is right when he says um, that Tiger has mellowed because he has, he's 42, he's got kids. He's, he's, he's not the guy that he was when he was, you know, 19 or 20 or, or 22, but there's still inside there that competitor and that, that, you know, the, and he's, he will do whatever it takes to win. That this guy was genetically engineered for, for winning you know, and um, he went off the rails because you know there are a lot of a uh, lot of temptations in your way when you 're a billionaire <laughs> so uh, you know and you can look when you can have anything you want in life it's easy to uh, to be tempted, and he certainly was and made a lot of mistakes, but I think coming out somewhat as I said at the other on the other side, I think he now appreciates also. The fact that it was almost all gone. You know, nobody... Gretzky can't come back. Michael Jordan can't come back. Even if they wanted to, they cannot do it. But Tiger Woods, at 42, and in pretty good shape, can come back. And he lost it. So he knows what he lost. And and, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, like I feel like the comparison with Tiger, if there was one, is Andre Agassi. When Andre Agassi got to number one in the world you know, so suddenly he thought it would be a good idea to do Crystal meth. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, God knows where that came from. But the point is, he lost his way for a couple of years. He got to 140 in the world. And then he cleaned his act up, and he said, you know, I actually love tennis. i would forgotten this, but, uh, but I loved it. And he came back, and he won five slams. Uh, and, and he came back a vastly, I think, more mature and better tennis player um, Interesting, it'll be interesting to see. I think Tiger has the potential. I heard Jack Nicholas say this yesterday. He said there's no reason in the shape that Tiger's in that he won't play at an elite level at least till he's 50 or in his early 50s. Wow. Which, and, and, and that gives you, that gives him 40 more majors, and he's got to win five to pass Jack. So I'm not saying he's going to do it. The odds are very much against him. But I'll tell you what, I never thought he'd win one more and he's won a tournament and now I'm pretty sure that a lot of people think he's going to win the masters because he is now the favorite He, he is his favorite to win <laughs> now, the
1: masters after he won on sunday his peers were there like Fowler and those guys they were there to uh to congratulate him um Bryson DeChambeau he got he got uh he got Ixnay. Tiger Tiger had a great tweet about it's, that it's Bryson. now cor- correct me if i'm wrong but in Tiger's previous victories, there were no peers there waiting to congratulate
3: him. That would be uh, zero out of every win. <laughs> zero out of seventy-nine previous wins. Was there <laughs> anyone there to congratulate him? No. I mean, look, the guys that there were guys that always that, that somewhat you know that, that liked Tiger and and at least respected him. But the fact that he was away and then came back and wasn't really himself. It's you know Russell Knox, uh, the, the Scotsman, uh, played with him early in the summer, and he said it was like playing with a mythical creature. Um, you know because it's it, you know it would be it would be like it, you know these NBA guys playing with Jordan. I mean it's you you revere him so the guys like you know uh, uh, Justin Thomas, for instance. Justin Thomas lives down in Florida. He spends a bit of time with Tiger. But what people forget is that when Justin Thomas was seven years old his dad who was a golf pro took him to Valhalla and what did he see? He saw the last day of the 2000 PGA and Tiger win over Bob May, one of the great finishes in, in golf major championship history and what did that little seven year old boy say? He said one day I'm going to do that and so you have this, this different dynamic now amongst these younger guys that you know Tiger was, was their hero in a lot of ways I mean, I think Jason Day, I mean, still hasn't played one good round when he gets paired with Tiger <laughs> because he's so in awe of Tiger. And, and and so it's a different vibe now. And the fact that Tiger's been friendly with them also reflects the fact that he, you know, he, he hasn't been the number one player in the world because when he was, he wasn't friendly. He wasn't particularly friendly with anybody. So, and, and that's the way he, you know, I remember 2009, the, uh, the, the uh, congressional in Tiger's tournament, he played. He was in the final round. Final round, he was the last group, and he was paired with with Anthony Kim, who was you know the wannabe, you know the only guy on the PJ Tour was a wannabe rapper, and he was Korean. But uh, but uh, anyway, so AK always you know thinking that he and Tiger are, are, are tight, you know swaggers up onto the tee and what up, what up, man, what up, and Tiger just. Threw him such shade; he just, just cold shouldered him, and it left him, left him there, and and he was unable to play. and I mean, Kim, you know, there was no way Anthony Kim was winning that tournament, and he didn't. Now, previous to that, you had guys that wilted under Tiger's, under the glare of playing with Tiger, and then he had other guys who, who just relished it, like VJ Singh. VJ didn't, you know, he mostly lost the Tiger, but so did everyone. But VJ has got the, you know, the sort of the, the, the character of a, of, a, of a bouncer. You know, he's, he's, he's not a guy that's going to bow down. I remember famously at Bridgestone, uh, Firestone one year, uh, Tiger, uh, Tiger's always cordial and, and said, you know, good luck, and should, you know, put his hand out, and they were in the final group, and VJ looks at him and he says, Titleist two, which was the ball that he was playing. So he had no interest in, in being nice. Yeah. And, and so, you know, there, there was there was that element of it, but a lot of that was because Tiger was so good and he was beating the crap out of them. So, you know, these guys haven't felt that, but yesterday they got a taste of it.
2: Um, can we ask you, before we let you go, about uh, Dustin Johnson? Uh, oh boy. What's going on there? Yeah, what's happening? What's oh going boy. on with this guy? He has oh. it all together. He's number one in the world. And, and I mean, really, he played great yesterday. That was the, maybe the... One of the kind of the lost stories that throughout this turmoil in his personal life, in case people don't know, his uh, wife, well, not even wife, I, I don't think they're married. Uh, his, no, I don't the think they're married.
3: I think they're, the
2: mother I of think his they're children. waiting for an excuse not to get married. Right, the mother of his children, Paulina Gretzky, um, deleted all his uh, photos off his Instagram, to which I believe you tweeted, uh, she kept the one of her and Tiger, which is, a, <laughs> I mean, she has a sense of humor. Uh-huh. She
3: did. That, is, that is actually a sense of humor. I didn't quite expect that of Paulina, but uh, um, yes, uh, look, I mean, where to go with old DJ? You know, he's... Um, to, to, to give you a golfing uh, story, yesterday, and I tweeted this out, too, um, so somebody noticed yesterday that he, he was putting cross-handed and asked him, you know, when, when did he start doing that? And he said, the sixth hole on Saturday. <laughs> they said, oh, uh, have, you, uh, have you ever uh, changed your grip of your putter in the, in the middle of a tournament before? And he goes, never. And, they, and then they said, oh, and have you ever putted cross-handed in a tournament before? And he says, never. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's not, it's not like the Ryder Cup's coming up, or it's the it's the Tour Championship. The guy just uh, marches to the beat of his own drum, and and let's just say he's never guilty of overthinking things. <laughs> <laughs> And and listen, I don't think Paulina is. uh, I'm I'm gonna. When I hang out with you guys, I'm gonna go and check the the list of Rhodes scholarships, and I'm pretty sure she's not on the list. But just in case, I'm gonna check it out.
2: (laughs) Oh, Robert, Uh, they're a a
3: match made in heaven. uh, Some kind of heaven. I
2: hope it works out for those kids. They seem so happy at one point, but
1: uh, yeah, and simple.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> How's I saw Tiger uh, had a girlfriend there. How long has he been with her?
3: You know, I don't know anything about her, but she's been around a while. I mean, he's uh, he uh you know, since Lindsay Vaughn, I think he's had a, a couple of relationships just based on seeing photos on social media and whatnot, but uh you know, the thing about Tiger is he's uh he you know, these those are the sorts of cards he plays very close to the chest, so I'm not sure that he was exactly over the moon about her running out like that. But you know, so <laughs> uh, one time, one Who time, time he won. In, in fact, that that same tournament that I was telling you about that he beat Anthony Kim, uh, you know, the the presentation was down on the 18th green, and I was standing near him, and I said. Uh, I said, when do Elon and the kids run out? You know, which was a little dig at Phil Mickelson. Like, you know, he, he, Phil Mickelson, it was like the releasing of the doves when he went win a tournament <laughs> with his kids running onto the green. Like, the Vatican has released the doves. <laughs> 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 and, and so, you know, I, I, I tell him this, and remarkably, he did not think that was very funny. And, uh, and, he, and he looks at me and he says, that's not the way I do things. And I went, oh okay oh, right. so uh you know he likes to play uh he likes to keep his uh his privacy uh uh and uh as we know he didn't do a very good job of that for a while too no, but uh no he did yeah, you know look bottom line i i i sort of you know i've i've had uh the guy's a flawed guy but i don't i i sort of like him you know in a, in a lot of ways and uh i i wish him um i wish him happiness you know i wish i, I wish him to find some peace and uh It looks like he's he's on that road, which is is pretty cool.
1: Well, Robert, uh, we miss Marina Mondays. That's when we'd all uh, meet up for uh, cocktails on Mondays. And you remain the only man I've ever been to a stand-up comedian with, in which the comedian stopped because you were trying to have a conversation with him during his act.
3: I, I didn't realize it was. I thought it was an open mic, and I was trying to give him some tips, like what might be a little bit funnier. I didn't realize he was actually being. Paid. Like an example, the guy's like,
1: hey, you ever go to a grocery store? Rob's like, yes, I was at the grocery store today.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was trying to give him a better grocery store joke. I mean, listen. You know what? The, the world is filled with haters. That's all I can say. <laughs> that was the only. Yeah.
1: That was uh, yeah. that was the one and only time I also went to an IHOP. I'd never been to an IHOP, and that's the. Uh, well, that
3: was a very late night IHOP, uh, and, we, and we, but you know what was crazy about that, Tulsi? Wow. What was really crazy, and I remember about that, is that there was a family with with <laughs> with, two, with, a, with a daughter who was the two girls who were like ten and eight, and it was like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you and I may have been hammered. And yeah. they were eating dinner. I
2: don't know. Maybe they just landed or something like that. <laughs> yeah, oh
3: know.
1: my God. Can, yeah. I, uh,
2: a- can I just hear Dan's Robert Lucetich impression one more time? Oh, oh, I yeah. didn't get into an accent.
1: Hey mate. Oh he's always at a grocery store today.
2: That seems English.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that seems English. Maybe well, Mary you know Poppins.
3: That, that, <laughs> I think that was the that was the uh, uh Australia by way of Peterborough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The Very first correct. one sounded more Italian the first time. So like <laughs> yes, Hey, no, I'm yes, a Roman yes, Lucetta yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> But you are Italian, that's right, right? Your ancestors are Italian.
3: That's true. My parents in fact are both Italian, so I just uh happen to be born in the land down under, but, uh, so, and, and, and in Canada, there are, uh, there are many, uh, many Italians also.
1: Oh, are there oh, ever? Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Robert, absolutely. we appreciate it. Can't wait. Uh, are you coming up here anytime yeah, soon? Yeah, when are you coming to hang out?
3: Well, as soon as uh, you you guys uh, you talk to my agent, let's get, uh, <laughs> let's get something going. Get something I, in I'm, the bus. Well, actually, no, Schrager and I will get the same agent. <laughs> we'll, I'll, I'll leave Schrager's agent to do the negotiation. Oh, because, oh, uh, think... we'll, we'll get
2: up there. Don't but, do uh, that. Yeah, look, we'll guys, never miss see up. Yeah, I miss you too, buddy. Say hi to Whip for us. we
3: Will do. The Whipster is in, down in Florida. As we of speak, course he Of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> guys life, my god yeah uh but uh yeah well i will do and uh and t- and take care and uh hopefully see you guys soon
2: thanks, thanks buddy there he is robert yeah, Lucetic. that's robert what's uh guy. what's robert on twitter Let me oh yeah uh is it at lucetich yeah. but how do you how he's do you a spell, good twitter how do you spell
1: lucetich
2: l-u-s-e-t-i-c-h
1: let's see if you're right l-u-s okay yeah at Robert Lucetic. so at Robert L U S E T I C H on Twitter. Is. Good follow, yeah, good follow for the golf season. Yeah, check him out or at any time he any just time. makes comments and gets into fights with people. Yeah, he likes to stir things up. That crazy Aussie.
2: Okay. Hey, I'm a Robert Lucetich. E Parmigiana
1: I was. I've never been so embarrassed <laughs> at the. I'm like Robert. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> but then the the guy came up after, and they like we like hit it off with him, so it was fine. I thought the guy's going to come down and very punch
2: him. charming. I mean, yeah. he uh, he likes to to talk, and he likes to <laughs> ask questions, and he likes the as he said, I'm a journalist, I ask questions. So yeah, I remember in Sochi, like we were there for two days, and there were probably like thirty Russian people working at that hotel. And he knew all their names and all their backgrounds in two days. He would like, he'd be like, oh, that's uh, that's Tanya. She's from Siberia, and she's just here for two weeks. How do you know all that? I'm a journalist. I ask questions, mate. Which
1: is what he does. Okay, well, uh, that was fun. That was a great time. Oh, um... I sent Stoff an email today. I was uh, cleaning out some stuff in the basement. I found a treasure trove of old air checks. Oh. But we need a tape player in which we can record something digitally off a tape player, so Stoff is currently looking for that. Oh, boy. That's going to be wild. Well, looking
2: forward to that. Well, all right. Well, hey, have a great week, everyone. See you later.
1: I see you later, mate.
0: We're going home.